Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to talk to author Ivan Luis Hernandez because his book is something totally out of left field for me, something that I normally don't get to talk to a different author about, but I'm really excited to talk to him. Hi, Ivan. How are you today? Hey, Oki. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we finally was able to set this up and get this recording going. Me too. But you have been just recently doing book signing and your book launch. Can you tell me about your book? Let's get started. Sure. So Isla Vulnerable is, although the title's in Spanish, the book is in English. And it's based on the true story of my father, who was a U.S. spy. Uh, but he wasn't just wow. any spy. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> just any spy. He was part of a covert operation that the CIA uh, funded and and directed. And what I mean by covert is literally the CIA wanted no one to know that they were endorsing this unit that my dad was in. And so the book is about his life since he was a boy, because it's a remarkable story. He's that's been full of deception and twists and turns that none of us could ever imagine living through as a young person or as a young boy, much less a, uh, an adult. But the book takes us through his life as a young boy and into this life of extreme power and influence with this covert operation. This is so fascinating. Honestly, I love that the tagline is Cuban exile turned you a spy. Before we get into the meat of your book, what made you want to write about his life and all that he's gone through with this, the covert operation, besides it being a fascinating story? What made you go, this is, this is what I want on paper? For as long as I can remember, let me start this way. I lost count of how many people had recommended that I write a book about my dad's life. Oh, okay. That's how remarkable his life was, right? It's easy for me to sit here and say, my father's life is great because I look up to him, right? Like many people would or do. Mm -hmm. The truth is that people kept coming to me even when I was young and I didn't quite understand the scope of his life or the intensity of his life and telling me you should write a book. And they came to me because I was always in the family, probably the more creative leaning person. I was like directing school plays and Mm-hmm. writing screenplays just for fun. At one point, wanted to be a film director and an actor. And I was also wanting to be an entertainment attorney. So I was always dabbling in the space, you know, doing right. that like aimless time of your life where you're trying to figure out like, what the <laughs> heck do I want to do? If not forever, right? <laughs> but right. anyways, that time of my life, which was an extended one. But back to the question, because of my interests and hobbies growing up, everyone kept telling me you should write a book about your dad's life. One day I found myself in producer J.J. Abrams' office trying to book an acting gig in L.A. You know, he was on he was a producer for Star Wars. And and at the time, Alias was like this big hit spy show with Jennifer Garner. I was so young, I didn't really know what to make of the opportunity. But uh, long short is he said, I told him about my dad's life and he said, wow, you should do something with that. 
I didn't know, again, being young, what to do with that opportunity sitting right. in front of this huge big time producer. So I said, yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> and so I left and started to write a screenplay about uh, my dad's life. And I called it Isla Vulnerable. This was about 10 years ago. And then, you know, life happened and slowly but surely I started to morph it into more of a book as a keepsake that my family could take with them okay. and that the next generations could keep. And so that's sort of the journey that it took, the inspiration, I guess, that it took for me to eventually write uh, Isla Vulnerable. Did you go into writing your book very hesitant, though, as far as wanting to tell the story in a way that that your dad really deserved it? Like, how did you approach writing this now that you knew you wanted to do it? <laughs> that was the tricky part. Right. I had no idea how much I could say without the book being confiscated. Right. Oh, you're if, right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and redacted. Right. So from right. just a like security level, there was always that in the back of my mind. It was an emotional roller coaster. So it was very difficult trying to pull these events from my dad during interviews because they're parts of his life that he kept secret forever to the point where. It, it did have a huge impact on his marriage to my mom, you know, and they were separated and didn't have the best relationship in the world. You know, he had health complications from the stress uh, because of these nine years in extreme secrecy right. and living a double life and eventually financial hardships. You know, it led to bankruptcy because, you know, one thing kind of leads to the other. As his son, where he's supposed to be that, that mm -hmm. caregiver, that, mm -hmm. that, that role model that role model, that, mm -hmm. you know, that foundation, it was hard for him to all of a sudden be vulnerable and open up. And which also made it hard for me because it is an emotional process. And there are a lot of missions that he went on where people's lives and livelihoods and, you know, everything was at stake. And so I think okay. all of that together made it a very right. Right. And I always wonder how much deeper do you want to keep going into the book as far as writing it in order to to not make yourself stress out just as much, you know. Um, so yeah. ultimately, with your book, what do you want your readers to get out of besides the entertainment part? What what is it that want us to draw in with your book? I really love this question because. I started Isla as a screenplay. I always envisioned the story in a very cinematic way, very fast paced, very dramatic, very intense, but also very memorable. And what I mean by that is, you know, the majority of Cubans, at least, or people who know Cuban world history or mm -hmm. um, about the Cuban revolution, right, know the story. Castro comes in, he... All right promises all these things and slowly but surely starts to relinquish, you know, those who are well off, he starts to take their assets away and they start to leave. And then those who are less fortunate, he starts to promise them the world and, you know, equality for all, including, you know, distrib equal distribution of wealth. But then, you know, those less fortunate folks find themselves by the time they knew it uh, in lines waiting for rice, a commodity, right? At right. a price they can't at even afford. Disadvantage. Yeah. For most of us, you know, kind of know or have heard the story of Cuba, right? I don't want to assume because I'm Cuban that everyone knows it, but but that's sort of the, the story. 
for me, it was really important that the readers, that anyone who read the story would read it, not because of the history or because, or whether or not they have an, an association or connection to the history, but because they fall in love with the characters. One example that I love to use is the movie Titanic 26 years ago. We all knew it was going to happen in the end, the ship sinks, but everyone went and fell in love with the movie because they fell in love with the characters. And to this right. day, 26 years later, right, it was the high, highest grossing film of its time. But 26 years later, right, we still see memes and there's still relevancy right. around Jack and Rose. It's still and, relevant, right. <laughs> and it was because we fell in love with the characters and their journeys of what would happen to them while the ship was sinking. I, I wanted this to to be a very, very similar story structure. So ah. I want readers to, to fall in love with the characters when they're reading it, even if they're not avid readers, they still are inclined to do it because there's this deep character journey and hopefully they fall in love with Victor and Sarita in this case. I I love hearing that. I I love how authors approach books that way. I certainly appreciate it. While writing this book, or even us reading this book, is there a character, one or another, that really you have your heart set on? You can't say your dad. <laughs> is there a different character that you really had an attachment to that you loved writing about? Yes. One was a character that is called Luisa. Uh, you know, in that time, machismoism, right, and male sort of authority figures were so prevalent. The character of Luisa, I think, defies a lot of the restriction and the the, the pressure and the the cultural norms of the time, uh, because Luisa in the story is Victor, my my dad's character's sister. She feels trapped there in this poor, poor farm. Uh, they're, they're a poor farm family uh, living in a cabin. This is real in a small little cabin with dirt as flooring. They kind of have hammocks and they share hammocks as beds. So they're very, very, very poor. But the character of Luisa is not content, but but starts to become frustrated with there must be something better than this. Mm -hmm. So aside from Victor's story, she's going on her own journey. Without getting into too much detail or dragging this on too long, the character of Luisa is inspired by not just my dad's sister, but also cousin of my father who actually stayed with in Cuba and joined the Castro regime. And a lot of my family obviously sort of alienated her because she was known as a communist right. um, or a sellout, right? Although, you know, you can argue that some people just did what they needed to do in order to survive. It's it's hard for me to judge any family member at this right. state. There's a struggle there to, right. to solidify who you are in a family at that point then, or Correct. how you can connect to your own family at that point. And you Correct. get to read all that in a book. Yes. Of course. And so this, this character, Luisa, is this really sort of great. It, I, I merge these two sort of real life characters together. Gotcha. And she becomes this really big sort of larger than life influence on the story. I don't know. I have a special place in my heart for, because there, there's a lot of things there and a lot of cultural and sort of atmospheric things that she uh -huh. could not control, but she right. really did the best she could right. in all that. It's interesting to read about your dad and what he was going through. But yeah, in the meantime, you get her storyline as well. So you get all the things encompassing what was happening around that time. This is so cool. I really love 
where your book is going or where your book is set on or what is set on. So how has it been since you published a book recently? How has this whole journey been at this point? (laughs) It's been wild. It's been uh, very humbling. It's been nerve wracking. Uh, I've also, (laughs) you know, lost, lost sleep. But at the same time, part of that is because of the excitement. The nice thing is we first launched only on, on Amazon to be able to track sales and see how things are going. I was very surprised to see it hit instant bestseller on conspiracy thrillers. <gasps> Congratulations. Um, this is well, so... Thank you. Yeah. We're not expecting anything like that to happen from a sales standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a nice, a nice early bump in terms of, you know, confidence behind the book, not just for me, but for yeah. the publisher as well. Right. So, yeah. Congrats. This is cool. <laughs> thank you. And, and, the Miami launch was nice. We had just over 200 people there and we did it in a theater because I wanted to keep the cinematic integrity of ah, you know how the story was that's built. clever. I love that. <laughs> it was nice so far. Well, I think that's, that's so cool. I love seeing that the end product gets so much more spotlight. This is so cool. So Ivan, are you done with this story? Are you wanting to keep going with this story or or you feel like I've I've done my part. I, I feel like I'm just beginning in terms of telling the story because I feel confident in that the book has reached my inner network, uh, many of which are Cuban or Cuban-American. There's a reason why I modeled the whole story around the characters versus the historic event. I, I, I want people beyond one of my communities to experience it. And so I love the fact that, you know, in some of the data that we're reading, like I was geeking out with you a little bit earlier, Oki, like (laughs) I love the fact that I see Texas as like the number one state showing interest in, in the book. And then there's California. I'm I'm proud of that then. (laughs) (laughs) There's huge communities, not only just Cuban communities, just communities that want to support something like this, you know, especially here in Texas. And I'm talking about reading about, you know, history, reading about just human behavior, human, you know, just lives of families and things like that. So, No, I love hearing that. So the, the plan is next steps, you know, just to be a little bit more concrete with what's happening is to go to New York and there's a book signing that I'll be doing there, uh, most likely in Brooklyn, and then L.A. to um, do a book signing with some of the entertainment industry, which could be an interesting deviation from or comeback, I should say, from the story going from screenplay to book, from right. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> to, to screen. I don't know. We'll see. But so that's sort of the, the immediate next steps. But I do want to go on. You know, this is new for me as an as a new author, and I, I do want to go on the like the classic journey of the book fairs and and right. experience, you know, what intimate book signings feel like and connect with people along the way. Because there's some really deep emotional moments and reasons why I, I also was able to write this book. I mean, I always say this is your book, baby. You know, this is your, this is your livelihood and work. And I, I'm a big supporter of this all the way. So Ivan, what else can you tell me about you as an author? I know you've told me a good amount, but what else can you tell me? You know, I guess a a little bit of the backstory without boring, 
you or your listeners. You're um, not. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little bit of the backstory is I, you know, I was like that guy that was um, always too busy because I was always working. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was born with a heart defect. So I actually had three different heart procedures. Oh, and wow. those really sort of brought me back to grounded me, as we say in meditation. And inspired me to take the screenplay out, dust it off and start rewriting it and then repurposing it as a book. So journaling during these heart procedures actually evolved into just writing and then writing turned into literally writing a novel, the novel, Isla Vulnerable. And so I engaged a historical researcher, Victoria Petalin, or Petalin, I'm sorry, who is on the book because I wanted to be able to focus on the creative and the outlet and the character build side of things. And so she helped me keep things aligned with the historical references so that I can geek out on story and create it. (laughs) So, so I guess, you know, for me as an author, uh, I did come to this hardcore as, as sort of a a screen writer. I I will say that it allowed me to, to really re-identify with my creative self. You know, when you're working so hard and I was in marketing, I was, I was working and I got to an executive level and then I was a professor of marketing and it was cool, right? Cause I'm growing in a career. Yay. But right. I got so far from the creative side of doing things, right? I was managing budgets and people it versus ideas. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and writing Isla allowed me to come back and find my identity again and have that creative outlet. And it was very therapeutic and a hugely reflective process, you know, kind of going back even to characters like, my mom, right? Sarita's inspired a lot by my mother because everyone said she looked like the actress Sarita Montiel from Spain. Oh. Um, and so I kind of took some of those kind of inspirations. that a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, we had lost her suddenly. So it was nice to build oh, a character man. around her and kind of also bake her legacy into this book, you know, uh, on top of I my dad's that. story. Right. So there was a lot of emotional, personal, like intertwining going on. But for me, all of that packaged up became very therapeutic and a big milestone in what was, you know, my career kind of taking me back to like, what's my life about? What do I want it to be about? Am I fulfilled? And right. a lot of that is represented in the writing and, and the the characters of this of this book. I'm sure you get this question a good amount, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Are you wanting to translate this book into Spanish at all or is there a talk about that or considering that? <laughs> yes, is the short answer. And yes. yay. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing is that I'm, your listeners have probably been through this and some of them are probably authors, but it's sort of a, it's also sort of a, 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 a business question because mm-hmm. as you probably heard by now or know, it's like to go and market and put all the resources behind, including the publisher that, you know, takes right. your book on around a book in English, there's a whole nother or level, or I should say vertical of effort, right? vertical efforts that get uh, attached to a book in a different language. And so there's like publishers that are really good at publishing Spanish language books and tapping those markets across Latin America. And most I've, I've heard that a lot of them are based in Spain. So the question right now is, or the answer right now is yes. And it may be a situation where foreign language rights are sold to a publisher. Ah, I see what you mean by it now becomes a business as much as we're 
hollering for a Spanish version as well, because I'm sure there's a huge community even in Texas wanting the Spanish version. So I and I would love to see that. Not only do I want to see it on screen, I definitely want to see it in Spanish or even every other language there is. This is so cool. But I want to say thank you for coming by today and just giving me a glimpse of into this world that you've if you've written about that you've pretty much been living in entirely. So any last minute thing you want to say before you go today? The last thing I'll say is thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk oh, about Isla. Thank you. The, I guess the last thing that I'll say is, you know, anyone who's listening, I'm, I welcome any outreach. You know, if any of your listeners, uh, readers or authors or, or neither want to reach out, uh, they can reach me. I best probably right now by Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. Ivan Luis, Luis with a Z Hernandez. Uh, and also on my website, they can see the latest on where my book is being sold, uh, which is Ivan Luis with a Z Hernandez.com. Right now it's on Amazon and it's on Kindle. Uh, and the book distri- bookstore distribution is happening right now, slowly but surely. So it's at Books and Books here in Miami uh, in the Coral Gables location. Congratulations. Uh, this has been a lot of hard work I can see and and a lot of passion into this. I love that you sunk yourself into your dad's life and sharing it with the world. I hope you come back the next projects that you do or even once it gets to the filming, because then I can say I talked to you way before the films. And thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for giving me time to talk about your work, your life project. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much, Ivan. Thanks, Oki. It was nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Tell me podcast for a price of a coffee. You can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships and you can look at all the info about it. And I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcasts, books, cats, and snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then.